current events this week from the Daily Mail, Pope Francis endorses same-sex civil unions saying homosexuals are children of God and have the right to be in a family. This is, this is, this is amazing. Um, you know, he says that they're children of God. Anybody who knows the Bible knows that unrepentant sinners are not children of God. Yeah, God may have created their soul and things like that, but they do not, or they are not considered, from a biblical standpoint, children of God. I mean, this is, this is Bible 101, and this guy who called, fancies himself the head of this major denomination, if that's what you want to call it, um, doesn't even know the basics of Christianity. He doesn't even. He, he needs to go back to Sunday school first before he can even, uh, you know, begin his quest of understanding. Um, you know, uh, Ephesians chapter five verse one says this: "Be you followers of God." Be you therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now, if we were part of the mainstream Christianity or the Pope, today we would stop, we wouldn't read the rest of the chapter. We'd say, this sounds all nice. Be, be, just be full of love. Be like Christ and just love everybody. Uh, homosexuals, who are we to deny them the right to have a family and to be in a loving relationship? Okay, well, number one, anything to do, any kind of homosexual re relationship is not loving. It's impossible because God calls homosexual behavior an abomination. And we've talked about that before. What does an abomination mean? It means it's something that is so disgusting, it makes you want to throw up. That's what it means. Um, and uh, so we continue on here, but there's the big but. That's what they would skip. They just put these verses up all over the place and make Christianity sound like it's just loving and accepting of everybody, no matter what. But fornication, okay, and all uncleanness. Now, uncleanness includes every kind of homosexual behavior, any kind of sexual deviancy. Uh, and fornication falls in that category as well. Um, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Now think about this. The Pope has just said the opposite of what the Apostle Paul says here in the book of Ephesians. The direct opposite. The Pope condones that and says they need to be accepted. They need to be able to have families as well. But the Apostle Paul says, you, I don't even want any of this, this fornication or any kind of uncleanness or covetousness to, to be named once among... In other words, I don't want to hear of one case of this among the saints. Okay? Now, you think about the church today. The church doesn't set any kind of standard for their, for their uh, uh, members these days. It's just, oh, Jesus loves, Jesus forgives. In, in other words, you can just plan to sin the rest of your life because Jesus paid for, paid for it all. Uh, verse 4. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks, okay? So in other words, all this, all this behavior that is unfit for the saints, he's saying, I don't want to see it. Verse 5, For this you know, 
that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath, now check this out, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Christ, and of God. Again, the direct opposite of what the Pope just said. He says that homosexuals are children of God. The Bible says this, that any whoremonger, that includes homosexuals, they have no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or the kingdom of God. So what does that make them? A child of the devil. It makes them a child of darkness. Okay, If they repent and they strive to obey uh, Almighty God and His laws, yeah, then they're, a children, then they're a child of God that falls short and sins and needs, and needs uh, forgiveness and the, um, the love of Christ and His mercy. But if you don't repent of it and you say you're going to live that way anyways, there's no forgiveness for, for sins that you purposely commit in rebellion against the Word of God. Verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So wait a second. We just started out the first two verses of this chapter with all the lovey, cushy sounding stuff. And then he says, but, and then he adds all these other things. Again, they, the mainstream church, as well as the Pope, skips all of the buts. They cherry pick the, the nice sounding verses and don't present the other side. And, um, and, and, he, and he says here, don't let anybody deceive you with vain words. Well, what the Pope said there this week was nothing but vain words. Worse than that, deceiving words. He's nothing but a wolf in sheep's clothing. The Pope is no Christian at all, in other words. The Pope is not a Christian. You cannot be a Christian and say the things that he's been saying. So then what does that say about the entire denomination as a whole? Well, it says they either better reform, get a new leader, or we know from the book of Revelation that Christ said, I will remove your candlestick from being a church. Some believe maybe that candlestick was removed a long time ago. Be that as it may. Um, so what is in store for them is the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. That's the message they need to hear. Why? If, you know, the Pope, what is the Pope doing? When he says that they should just be accepted, he's, he's, uh, he's not helping, he's not warning them from the wrath that they're going to get. He's sending them, a, you know, on a, on a, he's giving them a free pass or, uh, you know, a ticket to hell. That's what he's doing. He's saying, here, take this ticket. We love you. We'll accept you. Go to hell. Okay. I'll be there with you. Probably. Maybe. If you don't, if I don't repent. Um, I, I'm not judging the Pope, but, but based on that behavior, if he continues on deceiving people, there's no place for the children of disobedience in the kingdom of God. Be not there, verse 7, be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you are sometimes in darkness, sometimes in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Now think about that. That's what we harp on so much in this ministry because it's not being taught today. When you become a Christian, you put that old life behind you and you're supposed to strive to walk as a child of light, not a child of darkness. Um, that, and again, the modern church today just basically 
It's no different than the world. It's not at all different other than they say they believe in Jesus. But they don't change their ways. They just make themselves, uh, you know, um, they make Christianity. You look at the evangelical funhouses today. They look exactly like what you would see out in the world, but with Jesus stamped all over it and the word love. That's it. It's no different. It's just a, it's just a, a place where people go and have a, a modern day little rock concert in the beginning and praise the Lord, supposedly, and uh, smile at each other and leave to go do whatever uh, and forget about uh, anything to do with the Bible the rest of the day. Verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and, now check this out, truth. Okay, now the part again, they, they skip, the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness. That's all they would say. If you went to a sermon down the road here, that's probably all he'd say. He'd ignore the word righteousness and truth. Okay, righteousness and truth. What does that entail? If you're going to be a homosexual, if you're going to be a, a fornicator, if you're going to be covetousness, you're going to go to hell unless you repent. That's what the truth is. That's righteousness. Okay, but that's not what's being told people these days. Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now, here's, I like this verse because I often get accused of being a divider and I'm, I'm, my messages are so divisive. I had somebody say that to me once, hey, you know, your messages are so divisive. And I kind of smiled to myself and responded. I said, well, it's not too hard to be divisive as a Christian. As a, if you're a biblical Christian, it's not too hard to be divisive because all I got to do is read a couple passages of the Bible and I'm already divisive. Unless I cherry pick the ones that just say love and, and stuff like that. Um, so it is our job. He says, well, first of all, we're not supposed to have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. That would include homosexuality and stuff like that. But he says, not only are you not supposed to do that, but you're supposed to reprove them. You're supposed to publicly uh, admonish them for their for their wrongdoings and for their sins. Um, but judge not lest you be judged, right? That's what they'll come back and say. That's not ju- I'm not judging their soul to hell. What I'm doing is judging that. I'm defining that behavior as a sin, which the Bible defines as sin. I'm not saying they're going to hell no matter what. I did make a comment about the Pope, but that's if he doesn't repent and he keeps doing that. Verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. We know that denomination has a lot of, lot of shameful, deviant, sexual um, acts that are committed in there. And number one, it, of course it does. The priests can't even marry and have a family. And you got the Pope here who's never been married, can't have a family. And, and I'm not saying that uh, anybody can't, you know, people can't say that, but... Um, he, uh, and there is a case, there's Paul, now Paul was a, uh, a eunuch for the kingdom of heaven, so there are eunuchs. But you got this guy acting like he's the expert of families and saying homosexuals should be able to have a family with, you know, and, and he's, you know, um, he doesn't have that experience himself and yet he's uh, speaking as though homosexuality could, could be that way. Um, anyways, 
Um, verse 13. Now, now, the thing about the eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven, I truly believe that is a calling put on some, but it should not be mandated by, uh, you know, you shouldn't, in other words, in order to be a priest or a so-called religious leader, Bible teacher, whatever, in the, in the Catholic church, you have to be a eunuch. You can't be married. And that is, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that. Now, if certain individuals want to dedicate their entire life and have no distractions, um, you know, to keep them so they can solely focus on the gospel and, you know, spreading the light, then that's, then that's a thing that Christ said is for some people, and it's not for most. But it, 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 is, it is an honorable thing. I don't want to say it's a dishonorable thing uh, if the, somebody chooses that way. Um, in fact, you know, um, I, I love what I have now. My wife's looking at me like, oh, no, no, no. But in my single years, in my initial single years from the age, what was uh, 18 through, what, 20? When did we get married? I was 26? 27. 27. So I had a lot of years there where I just constantly was able to study and be in solitude, go to work and study, go to work and study, and that's what I did. And that was a, a huge growing process for me. And I was able to really stay focused on, uh, on that. And uh, now, it's, it, you know, now it's great, you have more distractions, but I have that foundation that I was able to lay in solitude for a while. So there, there is a, um, um, a, a blessing in that as well. I don't know how I got all sidetracked on that, but I made a statement that sounded negative about that, and I wanted to correct it and make sure... Uh, it didn't sound that way. All right. So, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by light for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Whatever shines the light on the truth, you know, that's what light does. It shines the light. It makes you see. The Pope is spreading darkness and confusion. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. <clears throat> All right, skipping to just a couple more verses here concerning this, this statement. I mean, this is huge. No pope has ever made a statement like that before. No pope has ever made a statement like that. Isaiah 3, verse 8, For Jerusalem is ruined, and Judah is fallen, because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. The show of their countenance doth witness against them, and they declare, now check this out, they declare their sin as Sodom, and they hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. That's exactly what the Pope just did. He, he declared the, the sin of sodomy as normal and okay, and he's not even hiding it. He's not even hiding it. He's not even pretending to, to, to give a pass to it. He's openly declaring it as normal. And this is, if you want to you know what happened when the uh, kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah fell, it was probably primarily that sin, the sin of homosexuality that tore down the nation. Sodomy. Okay, People's, people always you know, think Christians go overboard. Why don't you focus on some other sin? Well, who, who, who's, what Christians are trying to say that adultery is okay? What Christians are trying to say that stealing is okay? 
What Christians are trying to say that covetousness is okay. Nobody's saying those things, right? So, but they are saying that homosexuality is okay. That's why we are against it. Okay? Because they're, that's why we talk about it, because they keep saying it's okay. And we keep saying, no, it's not okay. Then they keep saying, you're a hater. And they keep saying they're a lover when it's the opposite. We're the lovers, they're the haters. They're, bringing, they're sending people to hell. We're trying to save them from the fires of hell. Um, all right. I guess I'll end with that before I, I got, we got a whole study to get through. I don't want to get too worked up. But uh, I'll take questions and comments. Anybody believe that it's okay for the Pope to make a declaration like that? <laughs> no, it's really sad because, you know, you can say what you want about the Catholic Church. But I've said it many times in the past, at least, you know, because probably the biggest amount of people are Catholics are used to be. I don't know if it is anymore, but and especially in politics, you know. And I always thought, well, at least... Uh, one thing about the Catholics is that they hold true to, you know, the commandments or, you know, the doctrine. Like, even in a world where it's not politically correct, they they always stood up and said, no, homosexuality is wrong and and whatever else, you know, the, the world deemed as okay. And now that's not even the case anymore. So uh, that's really sad. And, but like you already said, I think that it's um, kind of... Interesting that a church that has so many problems with their priests and, and boys uh, declares that homosexuality is okay. I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. And uh, another thing about that, um, <clears throat> uh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Okay, go ahead. We'll take the next question. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just it just shows even more proof, that, you know, where we at, where we stand in time. You know, that the guy that's supposedly, you know, the closest to God in the eyes of many, is coming out like. That. I mean, I think personally, and you can say I'm judging him or whatever, but I think he's evil, and yeah. I think he's as far from anything to God uh, that there could be. Right. And, uh, which is really mind-blowing because it used to be the Pope was like, you know, a saint. And, you know, whatever this Pope said, man, he just stood by. And, and it's completely the opposite now. Just like everything's going right. <laughs> it's yeah. It's the opposite. Now, I just remember what I was going to say. Um, you're, you're saying that it's, you know, it's kind of surprising that Catholics would veer away from the law. Um you know, it's interesting that all the Supreme Court justices, the conservative ones, I think they're all Catholic, right? right. And the one that's coming up, yeah. um, uh, what's her name again? Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett, yeah. She's, uh, she's a Catholic, but they say she's an evangelical Catholic. Evidently, there's a little bit of a section within there. So that, that's, that's hopeful anyways. But, but yeah, it, yeah, it's just weird that we'd have so many Catholics on the Supreme Court trying to uphold the law, but yet we have the Pope now who's just totally dismantling the law of God. Well, the, next, the next thing he's going to say is that abortion is yeah. a wonderful mm. thing. Yeah. Yep, and bestiality probably. Yep. Everybody should be able to have a pet for okay. for deviant behavior. <laughs> it's just, well, I mean, it's in the Bible. Yeah, it's 
it tells us not to do that. And the, you know, the heathen, were, when you keep debasing, society keeps debasing, you go from all of a sudden homosexuality is normal. Now they got to have another sin that's more disgusting, that gives them more of a raunchy high for disobeying God, whatever, demonic high. And they, they got to keep steeping lower and lower to get their fix. They're like drug addicts. You got, you got to have more and more sin to make yourself feel alive or something like that. Sick. Because they have no joy. So they have to continually try to fill themselves with, with wickedness.